some fucking miracle long shot you haven't heard of my reputation let me tell you who the fuck i am i'm the fucking sultan of slick sadie i am the rule of fucking cool you want to be a gangster you want to be a thug you sit at my fucking feet and gather the pearls that emanate forth from me because i'm the fucking original straight first foremost pimp mac fucking hustler original gangsters gangster if you haven't read already we had to watch Gili, and yep. You know, feel free to you know if if you're listening right now, feel free to just I don't know stop. Yeah, it's go fine. ahead and hit that pause. Go ahead and hit that delete. Um, we won't blame you. Listen to Revenge of the Sequel. Yeah. Um, listen, listen to uh, Doughboys. Doughboys. Blank checks a good one. Yeah. Um, any other podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're still with us, if you still made it through, you know all that. Mm-hmm. You know, might as well might as well stick around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Geely, Geely, uh, the winner of the director showdown, dealers, dealers choice. choice. It was uh, yeah. Joel. Uh, shout out to at retweet Joel on Twitter dot com. Uh, he won, and I reached mm-hmm. out to him, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hey, man, so you won. What have you got for us?" And he said, "I don't even have to think about it." And then he replied with Martin Brest's 2003 masterwork. Uh, his you could final, call it that, yeah. His, his final work, his final picture, Geely. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you make a film this amazing, why even make any films after? Exactly. Well, he went out on top. And by went out, I mean <clears throat> locked up in prison for the rest of his life. I mean, in an ideal world where it's just yeah. and perfect. But, you know, we have Donald Trump as president, so we already can it's expect... It's not a just world. Yeah. It's not a just world. He's still out there. He's still breathing. <laughs> Wreaking um, havoc in his existence. You know, I think maybe that's, that is the nugget that we need to kind of start mm. um, digging into with this movie. So, pretty early on, <laughs> uh, there were some red flags. Um and right off the bat. Yep, right from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, the, it, we have it playing in the background again from the start. Now, when we're introduced to Justin Bartha's character... Wait, okay, wait, hold on. Okay, okay. <laughs> let's let's, let's know, just let, let him simmer in this yeah. moment for a little so bit. The, the yeah, ki- yeah the, the, the kid from um, National Treasure. National and, Treasure, uh, and he is the... I guess lead of the hangover kind of like he's, he's, he's a the missing guy. boy. He's a missing boy. In that. Yeah, yeah. But before we get into him, because okay. that, that will take a lot of time yeah. to unpackage. 
The vape. I was asking for the Oh. Um, <laughs> I thought uh, I thought Fauna was up to no Oh, good. no, no, no. She, she's not up to her, her tricks yet. Yeah. But uh, before we unpackage that, we need to talk about Ben Affleck. Yep. So we it's need- coming up Affleck, guys. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a, it's a Ben season. Mm-hmm. I didn't really piece together until... Uh, you know, about halfway through this movie that like, oh, hey, we're, we're coming back to Ben. We're mm-hmm. circling around yeah. to maybe his darkest moment. Yeah. Um, may, maybe this moment was even darker for him than uh, when uh, Jennifer Garner left him. And uh, that's fair. You know, he's out on his balcony vaping, mm. looking sad, mm-hmm. looking thick. Uh, thick he, he looking thick dummy flick. thick, yeah. though, that Ben. <laughs> Good old thick back flick. flick. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so he's our lead. He's Larry G. Lee. And he, he, it opens up with him, a close up on his, on his chiseled face. Yep. And he's in a laundromat for some reason. You know why? He's, he's just talking to the camera. He's looking at you, audience, and he's threatening you about something. That's true. Yeah. It's very kind of unsettling. He's in a laundromat threatening the viewer. The viewer. And, you yeah. know, in retrospect, a fitting opening for the film, Geely, yeah. to threaten the viewer, uh, kind of knock you off balance. Mm-hmm. For a second, I was like, is this going to be one of those movies where, like, there's uh, fourth wall breaks and shit? Like, it's a fucking episode of House of Cards or I'm going to assume that it is. And we're going to go off sure. of that. Okay. And his threats to the man, the gentleman, supposedly us. Yeah. I, I I I didn't understand what he was, yeah. What he was saying or what he was talking about. He was talking about like water in your body, and yeah, something about eighty percent and it just drying up or something. Yeah, yeah. And how your body's yeah. going to be like beef jerky once all mm-hmm. the moisture's gone or something. So it, it, it felt yeah. like a piece of tissue paper was threatening to kill you, and you're just like, yeah. I, yeah he I'm, he's I'm a not, guy yeah. I've never believed to be. Um, intimidating. I don't think <laughs> yeah. ever. Um, yeah. Now, now I think we talked about this a little bit on Gone Girl. He's an actor that I, I think I like Affleck more than most people. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I think he's an all right actor, and especially when he's used well um, in like a movie like Gone Girl, where they really know how to weaponize his yeah. kind of like douchiness. Uh, douchey, yeah, yeah. His like douchey, like I don't know. You, you. <laughs> He always feels a little like tongue in cheek, like like he's kind of in on the joke a little mm. bit, like he's like too cool for whatever movie he's in. Mm. Um, and, you know, some of that's probably nostalgia. Like I was raised on fucking like Ben Affleck movies. Uh, my family loved like bad movies. So it's like Armageddon. I probably saw 10 times mm. as a kid and loved it. Uh, like just unironically, mm. um, and then Pearl Harbor too, uh, was raised on that. And that's a bad movie that I recognize yeah. now. Um, but and yeah. he seems like a, a really smart guy in real life. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he's, and uh, I sh- yeah. it should be said, he's like, he's a great director. Like he's, di- mm. he's written and directed stuff yeah. that is good. Like mm. that is great. Like the town is a really good movie and he's good in it. Um, cause he knows how to like use himself as mm. an actor, you know, for the most part. But, uh, in this film, mm-hmm. he's used 
Yeah. Well, what do you mean by he's? Oh, used? just like n- the most neutral way oh, of <laughs> like I can say like, that like a word. Screwdriver. Um, yeah. He's, yeah. Like a you yeah, know, let's, hammer is used exactly. Yeah. He he was used. Sure. He was he he collected his um, paycheck from the the fun whoever produced this and yeah so yeah we, I I. This is a good day's work, working on that Geely. Well, and this is kind of where I want to talk about... I, I don't know a lot about like the behind-the-scenes stuff mm. about this movie, um, but it should be said that most of this movie takes place in, like, two locations. I would, I would oh, say yeah. 60% oh, yeah. of the movie takes place in just a nondescript, incredibly plain... Apart, yeah apartment so so off of that how much was the budget on this film well i want to ask you what you think this oh. movie cost to make well because of uh the context clues i'm, I'm assuming okay. that it would be high egregiously higher right? okay well what would your guess be as to yeah, 50 million high? 50 yeah uh try 75 million whoa fucking dollars. that doesn't make any sense it does not so yeah theories yep the money laundering scheme. <laughs> Honestly, that's not a bad guess <laughs> no, because yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, another movie that had an mm. egregiously high budget um, uh, is some of the Sandler projects, actually. Yeah. Because Grown Ups, actually, um, I want to say the budget is $80 million for Grown Ups, which is for absurd. What? Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, I think this movie is even more absurd because I, I yeah. think what was probably. What the case probably was is that they paid uh, Ben Affleck. Christopher Walken. Oh, oh, definitely, dude. Christopher Walken has Halo. one scene yeah. where mm-hmm. he walks into the apartment, says some dialogue, dips out. They paid Done. him for a day. He mm-hmm. probably made $8 million. Yeah. Um, but yeah, J-Lo and Ben Affleck, I'm sure, uh, were paid and handsomely. And Al Pacino. Al Pacino, Put a fucking pin so in even that. even all that combined that would be maybe maybe like I don't know thirty mil is being 30, generous 40, right yeah yeah but that's that's being generous for what they were paid yeah. there's still a significant chunk of money still that's left. unaccounted for yeah and yeah. you can make the rest of the movie for like one million yeah because of like literally. Everything was very simple. It's like, so cheap. We could the make whole, this movie. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely, yeah. man. It is unbelievably cheap yeah. looking, this movie. Like, there's um, only one special effect. Like, and it's his, Justin Bartha's acting choices. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> okay. No, well, that, the, the, enter my theory yeah. is that half of the budget was used to pay off the authorities once uh, they got wind of what good. the fuck he was doing on camera. Very good. Unbelievable, this performance, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the only way it could have been released in theaters is if they paid off, like, yeah. a, not even the police. I would say, like, a very oh, high up. Like, absolutely. I'm thinking federal. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. federal authorities were involved. I'm thinking Ar- Arby's. I'm, I'm thinking Arby's, too. <laughs> For Absolutely. product place, placement, you know, yeah. whenever I, Lord. whenever I go to Brent's house, you know where I go. You right swing, before I swing. Trip by Arby's, get some curly fries, get yeah. beef and cheddar. Guys, come on, Arby's, and then grab yourself a it. vanilla coke. Yeah, an orange vanilla coke. I think. Yeah. Is what you mean. Um, 
Yeah, so this movie cost $75 million, 75. and it made $7 million. $7 million. Which is a That's less than 10%. Yeah. bomb. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, that would be catastrophic in and of itself. Like, that would be... That would that would borderline mm. kill Martin Brest's directing career, but on top of that, I, I just want to say like this this might actually be the worst movie I've ever seen. You know, I I like I, I'm trying to yeah, I completely agree. Right? Um, yeah, it is it is so insane how yeah. bad this film is. I remember everyone saying how terrible it is. Sure, yeah. You know, all the memes. Mm-hmm. And I never, you know, yeah. I thought I just thought it was like, hey, you know, it's probably just, this is probably just a bad script and whatever. No, this is offensively bad. This movie yeah, man. is is almost, uh, it, it was almost like done on purpose to be bad, but also at the same time, did that bad as well. It's like this like two layered yeah, two pronged like for sure point which is hard to ever do because you know with the room at least it was just bad because of the ignorance of the filmmaker. Yeah. This seems sure. like it is the ignorance of the filmmaker and also they intended a very mean-spirited like film. Well, at the same time. Yeah, I mean, and, and we, we should definitely dive into that because I think part of, I think a big reason why this movie in particular is so bad is because it thinks it's profound. Yeah. And like it, it thinks that it's hitting these like resonant moments. These gray areas that like yeah. the, the nuance, the nuance is what it tries to do, you know? And it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, Oh, so let, let's get on. Let's let's go to our favorite fellow now because okay, he's yeah. a big element of this. Mm. The thing is, okay, so I I knew he he was an element that really just I didn't know about and just really snuck up in there. Yeah, and is so this movie I made the joke to mm. Adam and I'm going to repeat it. What is the opposite of a fine wine in terms of like aging? Mm-hmm. Because that is this fucking movie, man. Like this is the most fucking two thousand three, mm-hmm. like edge lord. Like, yo, are are you like? I I don't know. It's like the most heavy handed, like ill advised decisions that it's making in this movie. Like this. In case you guys don't know, this movie, a couple of the themes that it's, um, you know, fighting with and talking about uh, are uh, special needs. Special, you heard that right. Yep, dear listener. Special and gender needs. politics, which we'll come back to that one. Mm-hmm. That's that's a oh boy, that's oh. a doozy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Justin Bartha of National Treasure uh-huh. and The Hangover fame uh, committed atrocities in this film. A a one akin of the, to possibly the Holocaust. Possibly, and I don't even say yeah. that as like it in, in jest almost i feel like it's almost as bad it is as I, that I, atrocity i, I kept yeah. yelling out the word ruinous yes when when we were watching this yeah. because it is absolutely mind-blowing that this guy still went on to have a career yes and not even just that but be in movies that are successful mm-hmm. like national treasure had a sequel book of secrets as we all know a good film 
Yeah, um, those were like unironically like those are really fun. entertaining movies. Yeah, yeah. John Turtletob's uh, fucking uh, and he was re- he's always he's really hilarious in those movies too. Like, yeah, well like he's he's like the comic relief yeah, guy. He's, he's kind funny. of a he always plays a doofus. Yeah, um, and but he plays a doofus, <sighs> guys. It is every time he's on screen, you like you want to look away. It is absolutely, yeah. it's fucking the, ruinous. The, it's the catastrophic. It's catastrophic. Cringe-inducing, yeah. like, feelings you could ever feel. He was introduced to us because Ben Affleck, for some reason, okay. went to a mental, I guess, I'm sorry, I, I'm not very well-versed in the establishments where they house these... Uh, yeah unique individuals i don't know the name i would say a mental yeah like, it's, it's like a yeah it's like a, a care mental facility health, I a think. care facility yeah, yeah. yeah um and i really didn't pick up on why he was there but when it happened i know we were both like oh no yeah we were like okay. this is where this movie is going huh yeah. and and yeah. the thing is I honestly, when that scene came, I was like, oh, it's for a scene. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to leave and then go Yeah, I was like, else. maybe it's his brother or something. And, yeah. But no. Nope. Um, turns out. He's the mission. Yeah. Third lead of the film. <laughs> when, I, when I realized um, mm. that it was Justin Bartha playing Brian, mm. uh, the individual uh, the kind of uh, plot. Mm. Uh, what's the word? I always forget it. Um, he's the uh, MacGuffin. He's the MacGuffin. <laughs> Brian MacGuffin. <laughs> Brian um, MacGuffin. They pick him up. When I realized it was him, that actor, I was like, oh, no, this guy's going to be in the whole movie. And from the be- from the beginning, man, you're like, he, I mean, he's, I, for lack of a better term, he's going full retard, man. Yeah. You know, and like you never go full. You never go, go full, full, man. Retired, it's yeah. he's he's full on I am Sam in it and it's it oh, is it's rough, man. It is real bad. The, the he's played that, up for laughs so much in this film. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. It's boy, yeah. Okay. You know what's actually insane now that I think about it? Mm. By the end of the movie, I was like he might have been one of the better elements of the movie. That, <laughs> like, do you? Are you? I don't know, man. It, it, because it is everything so, is so funny. Everything else is yeah. so bad, and like when he's dancing on the beach. Spoilers uh, <laughs> for uh, G Lee. Uh, go pause this. Watch it if you haven't. No, actually, don't do that. Don't watch it. Torrent it if you have to. Steal yeah. it. Um, I I was like, oh, that's. That's kind of sweet, even though... But it's also kind of disgusting at the same time. Oh, absolutely, man. This movie... So, yeah, yeah we, this, had, we had to unpackage this for uh, yeah. for our listeners, because I'm pretty sure none of them have, have watched or are meaning to watch Yeah, I, ho- I hope not. Um, yeah, so he... he, he uh, He's a horny boy. He's a horny... Yeah, 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 he's a bit of a horn dog. dog. In, in a very baffling decision that they mm-hmm. kind of don't... Uh, start showing you until like an hour in. Well, mostly every all three leads in this film are just sexual beings. Yeah, they're all just very pent up and just mm-hmm. ready to absolutely. Fuck. Man. Yeah this this movie yeah. has so much like sexual energy mm. 
behind it without any actual chemistry. Oh yeah, that's right. A great like point. Um, yeah. I don't know, Ben Affleck and J Lo. I don't know. Maybe that's part of why the budget was so high is because it was like maybe a marketing tactic at the time because they were like a big tabloid. Like yeah. I remember them being everywhere. Like yeah, Affleck for sure. and J Lo. It's like the two biggest stars. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not sure where this movie comes in the life cycle of like their relationship, mm. but boy, I would have to guess near the end because uh, <laughs> yeah. any chemistry that I think they're supposed to have is just not there. It is. It is just, yeah, is like two cardboard boxes just hitting each other over and over again, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and one of them, I mean, I feel horrible about this, but it was like seeing, Oh yeah. Seeing JLo, and and all her fun get-ups was what was the water in the desert. Yeah, you know this movie kind of like we I, we talked it's about this halfway through. Gross, like yeah. it turns you into a monster. Yeah, because like halfway through you're like, well, there's J Lo. J Lo's like really pretty, and you know she's, she's looking great. Some, yeah, they're they're dressing her up in like obviously like you you, you, know, you reduce to your basic. That's lesser instincts yeah. and just objectify this woman to keep you because like, there's nothing there's, there's absolutely yeah. nothing there's else going on black hole of yeah charisma is yeah. just emanating and then you see like j-lo's sexy legs yeah and you're like well maybe i can get out of this gravitational pull of this like black hole yeah maybe. and then you get sucked right maybe. back in <laughs> you get sucked via right like the dialogue the acting uh, fucking justin bartha's choices that he's making um mm-hmm. yeah and it kind of turns you into like a sexist monster a little bit i was like i don't like that this is the only thing yeah that's like keeping me in the movie and this is like yeah this is like j-lo in 2003 mm-hmm. like she's a gorgeous woman uh and she's still a gorgeous woman mm-hmm. um but <sighs> yeah and just the the, well, the way the camera views her is oh, yeah. so just yeah. like yeah we need to show like her ass crack like what's happening right oh now yeah yeah she's doing some yoga shit and then the yoga scene oh the, christ man <sighs> should we even should, i don't even know if we can well, begin so okay to before we get to the yoga scene okay and i mean us the listener can definitely understand what we're talking about yeah you can probably because you probably that. piece piece what the you know the context clues together about why the yoga scene was in there, but yeah. the filmmaker or writer or all of the above, same all all the same, decided to take what we just talked about, making the male viewer into a monster and objectifying J Lo, mm-hmm. and then turns it around and says, "Fuck you, yeah, I'm better than you because." I am going to make her into a lesbian. Ah, uh, yes. They made J-Lo's character into a lesbian. And, yeah, that was a third theme that I had forgotten about because of all the other uh, themes yeah. that have aged. So it's like... Very poorly. He, he It's like the the writer is... is um, he sets you up with a horrible film... Uses J Lo as the water in the desert, and then says, "Ha ha! 
She's gay. She's gay. And you can't have her. No way, Ben. So yeah, no way, Ben. You can't you can't have this sexy yeah. lady. I yeah, I mean it's it's definitely pretty apparent early on that like the the choices in the writing and directing mm. feel like the person behind the camera is Ben Affleck's character. It feels like G. Lee directed this movie. <laughs> like yeah. G. Lee himself, Larry mm. G. Lee. La- that's his name. Yep. Larry G. Lee yeah. rhymes with really, as yeah. is uh, said in the film. Because um, it's, just, it's just so fucking like pretentious and i don't know like that that's a word that you and i are on the record probably on this podcast of like shit talking how yeah. it's kind of misused mischaracterized i mean you can you can uh yeah it it is it is a very misused um yeah. definitely yeah uh yeah word uh i feel like is, our rifen season we probably talked about that because he's yeah. a guy that people throw around the word. They think he's pretentious, but he's not. Yeah. Uh, be, because he's totally, the thing about Rifen is that he's totally aware of what he's doing and he's leaning yeah. into like what it is and For he's sure, not ashamed yeah. of it. Yeah. And pretension, uh, insinuates that you're doing something and are not committing or aware of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, Rifen is, but, um, Things like maybe like Transformers, and I, I want to say this in a way that is correct. With Transformers, is pretentious only in the aspects that of of like moral superiority, like saying like, oh, oh okay, you know, yeah. like you know, you have all this cacophony of like fighting robots, and then you somehow insert killing is bad at the end of the movie, you know, that's pretentious. You know what I mean? This movie is like, Transformers is not pretentious because now I know that what pretension is. You look it up in the dictionary and you get a fucking Geely DVD cover. It's fucking, it's Geely baby. The the thing is, I, yeah, the way that I think this movie kind of crystallized my understanding of pretentious is it's like, it's an inauthenticity coupled with self-importance and a lack of self-awareness. Oh, there you go. You yeah, know. that's like the. I think that sums it up perfectly. Because, yeah, I mean, th- this movie it takes itself so seriously, mm. and I we would be remiss not to mention the absolutely yet again ruinous score by John Powell. I think his name is. Mm. Um, which which plays into my theory that I think I have posed on this podcast about how uh, bad scores for films are typically, or what was it? No, it was bad. Bad movies typically have bad scores because you can't make a score for a bad movie. Yeah, because you can't make, because, a, can't make a good score for a bad yeah, movie. It's impossible. Be, yeah, it's it, and it's because. Uh, like scoring a film piggybacks so uh, importantly off of tone. Mm. And when you have a movie that is so fucking tonally 
confused about what it is, mm-hmm. then it's like you you kind of almost have to what it's fascinating because like the score of this movie was doing more lifting on how I should feel watching it than the movie itself. And we you know noticed when the score was there and noticed when it wasn't there. And that's a very bad sign. That is a we, very bad sign. We yeah. shouldn't know that the score is playing at mm-hmm. any point during a film. It should just fade into the the tone of each scene. It shouldn't it should just be the all encompassing like aspect. Like I don't know, it should all just aggregate into like the viewing as opposed to paying attention to a specific aspect of it. Such as yeah, a score. For sure. So um, yeah, like it was always so jarring to hear the violins and the guitars of um this uh whoever this is, this composer. Uh John Powell. I was actually just yeah. looking up his uh so this guy this guy scores like multiple movies a year. But the thing is like a lot of these that I'm seeing he did Born Supremacy. Like mm. that that's a very functional So I'm thinking score. I'm thinking he um I'm thinking all the born he, movies actually. He, he yeah. had he had a rough Sunday night. He he was out drinking with his buddies. Yeah, that sounds about and right. And he's like he wakes up like he has to get up at the crack of dawn on Monday. You know, it's like it's like 5 a.m. and he's groggy. Yeah. He shows up to his like you know his recording studio and he just looks like a, he looks like a mess. Yeah. He's got hair He's everywhere. Yeah, his sunglasses on. Done. Has a half-eaten bagel yeah. sitting in a plastic bag. The cigarette is just like hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, you know he doesn't want to be at work today. Mm-hmm. He just wants to be at home. Yep. And he's like he 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 tells his assistant, "Look, I don't really want to do too much today." Mm-hmm. Give me the easiest fucking movie you got. Yeah. And this isn't saying, well, here's... Here's Julie's uh, Martin Brest mm-hmm. movie with uh, Ben Affleck, J-Lo. He pops it on, watches five minutes, and just fucking doesn't even score to the movie. Mm-hmm. He just starts writing the music, fucking... He like, slips fine. his sunglasses back on, <laughs> walks out 30 minutes later. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That that's was it. that was the score for it. Um I want to mention this guy. So this guy John Powell, this motherfucker did the How to Train Your Dragon scores, which are like amazing. Like those mm. those scores are actively like really incredible. Mm. So this guy That's like so yeah. because I would never have known that. If you didn't tell me, because the score is so fucking terrible yeah, in man. this film. It's, it is so terrible. I, th- I think it really epitomizes that theory that like, if you oh, have yeah. a movie that has no idea mm. what it's trying to do or mm. say, or it's, it's like the, the opposite of this is like the Spielberg Williams thing where it's mm. like Spielberg's a guy who knows how to make you feel very specific things. And he's like the master of that. And mm. coupled with Williams, they're able to like mm. make these moments of like, well, I, fe- I feel bliss, like, you know? uh, the filmmaker, I'm never going to mention his name cause he doesn't deserve to be named. Okay. Um, he's like Voldemort or something, the director who must, oh, not okay. Be named. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I mean this, this director of this movie of Geely. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The, the were, dra- I thought you were alluding to, uh, to a Me Too guy or something. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. Um, this, 
No, he who Martin well, Brest, yeah, the director of not. Beverly Hills Cop, yeah, uh, <laughs> he like probably had told the composer, yeah, it's like it's like a heartwarming uh, cr- crime comedy with a mentally challenged person in it, yeah. and he's like, oh well, I guess we should have some like uplifting. Kind of sure, yeah, yeah. Because two thousand three, this is around when yeah. radio came out, and I am Sam. Yeah, and, and, like, and yeah. you don't want to like have music that puts them down. You know, you want you want you want to yeah. uplift like this um, to show that they have they have redeeming qualities. You know, because that's the whole idea is that like you know just because you're mentally challenged doesn't mean that you don't have you know. You, you don't have uh, other abilities that elevate you, you know? Yeah. So you would want to have that score that shows like, Oh yeah, this is, this is so, this is still, um, a very like heartwarming thing, you yeah. know, but they m- make his character in a way that's just, he's, he's always played for laughs. He's always, you're always, it's like mean spirited again. Like you're laughing at this mentally challenged uh, kid. Yeah. I would even say that. You know. Yeah, it's uh, well, and that that goes back to my like, like feeling like it, like like Geely is behind the camera. It's because yeah. like our the worldview that the movie wants us to like be in is Geely's character. It's like his like. You know, thinking that the mentally challenged guy is like a total, you know, just idiot. Oh, so is this a better movie than Under the Silver Lake? Oh, boy. I don't even know. That may be the most (laughs) offensive sentence I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Because because that's the way that you're marketing it right now, Chief. That's how you're saying it. Because Under the Silver Lake is... Uh, spoilers for anybody out there. It's it is a literal like projection of the male gaze onto the protagonist, uh, his reality. Right, he yeah. sees everything through. We see everything through his very delusional, um, sure, yeah, um, sexist perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gili is probably the same thing. Well, I, I think it lacks the self awareness, though, man, and that, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. a that is a uh, a a figure in this equation that v- is very very crucial to the execution of the movie. Oh yeah, I for think, sure. You know, um, but maybe under Sil- Silver Silver Lake was what it was inspired. By G- it was inspired by Geely. <laughs> I mean, it does yeah. take place in L.A., right? Or does it? I I, guess I don't it know is. where the fuck it this looks. Place. It looks like L.A. It's probably it's, yeah. it's California for sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, should we co- should we talk about I, what? I guess the the plot. I guess maybe. Yeah. So they they kidnap Justin Bartha from the yeah. adult care facility. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm fucking, I, I'm like, oh, no, he's going to be in the whole thing. I didn't know this. Um, and he is in the whole thing. Um, yeah, I never, for as long as I knew about Gigli being a bad movie, I never knew that it had a mentally challenged, like, it's lead. It's part of the big, it's a big reason why I think this movie yeah, is so... Is, 
Yeah, because I, I think this is it's it goes back to like the self-importance thing, man. It's like this this movie thinks it's doing something so profound and mm. uh you know like heartwarming by involving his character, but in the end the whole movie is just so like tasteless. It's so tasteless. The I mean yeah. the the biggest example of how tasteless it is mm-hmm. is when Ben Affleck or Gili Gele mm-hmm. had to put what's his name Brian Brian to sleep and he's like read me a story yeah and Ben Affleck he doesn't have books because he's you know he's not a cultured man no no of course not he's a tough guy yeah he has no F word books yeah as as he would as Ben Affleck would probably would have said yeah yeah um and he takes up a Tabasco sauce bottle yep. and reads the label. First product placement. Can you believe they the I told you this during the film, yeah. the utilization of a mentally challenged person for product placement and for laughs is one of the yeah. most offensive things I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Guys, dude. it is there are so many yeah. moments like that 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 are like that moment where it's like it is doing so many layered fucked up and poorly written things yeah. that like my hands were on my head most of the movie yeah. i was like this is this is crazy like it it is it, there are layers layers donkey to donkey layers. how fucking bad this movie is uh oh god man yeah his whole yeah, his whole fucking Justin Bartha man. I I cannot stress God bless enough. Him, <laughs> I cannot stress enough how baffling it is that A he went on to be in more films and yeah. B he's not in prison for this film. I am shocked that this movie premiered wherever yeah. the fuck it premiered to walkouts i'm sure people leaving the theater before it was over and the fucking lapd did not go to justin bartha's house and say i i don't know what the fuck you were thinking justin you're going to jail <laughs> you're going to jail for this um it, it's insane. yeah i just i'm sure he's a good guy I'm sure he sure. I'm, I'm, he's he's waiting by the phone for them to call about National Treasure Three. Yeah, he says, "Come on, we got to get Riley back." I can't believe I remember his character's name. That's insane. We um, got to get Riley. Yeah, I think remember Riley. Name. Yeah, I remember Riley. He's a funny guy. Call up Nick. He's he's like the uh, he's like the uh, the Jonathan of of uh, National Treasure. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan from the Mummy franchise oh absolutely like, that is uh, that is a one-to-one yeah it's a one-to-one uh simply a circle that venn diam venn diam that is actually really hilarious so the mummy yeah. you have brendan fraser you have is rachel the white rachel wise is mm. the what's her name oh boy she's in uh inglorious bastards Really? Yeah, that's, that's her? her. She's the the actress, uh, Bridget von Hammerstein. Wow. That's the National Treasure chick. That is her. Um, she's ger- she's actually German. Yeah, 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 I think she is a because her name I wouldn't I have known 
that she was she was she's a fantastic actress. Yeah, she's good. She's great in Inglorious Bastards. Um, and she's great in National Treasure apparently because I didn't even guess that because like yeah. that was before um, Inglorious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Man, yeah, why don't we watch the time? About, you know, Inglorious Bastards is a great movie. I love it that is a movie. Great movie. You know, you know, a couple of guys did a great podcast on it. Yeah, that's true. You know, those guys are. It's us. Yeah. Why don't you go back in the catalog and listen yeah, to Yeah, exactly on that one. That one's good. <laughs> um, brief tangent, National Treasure 2 finished with a hell of a setup. I don't know if you remember this, but boy, oh boy, did I they tease th- aliens at the end of fucking National really? Treasure 2. I always remember they had like a mansion or something. I was like, oh, oh I want that mansion. That would be cool. Well, and then they had a secret president tunnel. Hmm. Um that the president could escape in. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the Book of Secrets. Book of Secrets, yeah. Which alluded to Area 51, yeah. and they made us think. Oh, I bet you guys yeah. can't wait for National Treasure Three. Uh, I tried to like improv a N- subtitle. NTCU. Yeah, let's kickstart that NTCU, guys. That sounds like a, a fucking crime show on like CBS. Huh. Well, like National Treasure is like. A fun way to learn about history f- for kids. Yeah, sure. Like, it's, it's, it's it, like, I am not ashamed for, like, liking No, they're fun. <laughs> yeah, they're they're, they're fun. budget Indiana Jones. Yeah, budget. It's like, it's yeah. like Indiana Jones without the dirt and grime. And it's also like, <laughs> like, you can, it, it's like liking America in a very, like, in a very just, like, ah. Like, nothing mean-spirited about it. There's not, like, fuck yeah, America. It's just like, yeah. oh, this is kind of cool they, about they, those, American history. Those are, history. like, uncynical, yeah, kind uncynical. of, like... They are a little self-serious, and it's sometimes kind of silly. Yeah. But, um... But it's, yeah. like, patriotic... Um, it's, like, patriot, patri, uh, patriotism. Yeah, yeah, patriotic in a way that's not, like, toxic. Yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? It's sure. like, oh, yeah. that's, like, fun that we're learning about, you know, the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, it's like taking and, a little field, field trip yeah. at the movie theater hey, with hey, Nick Cage to, and gang. If you go to, hey, ask your parents to go to Massachusetts and see the Liberty Bell and stuff. Yeah, you know, like, cool. stuff like that. Yeah, like, they make fun. history cool. Yeah, it's like doing a service. Yeah. Um, unlike Geely, which is just giving people cancer. And, like, I, I, I was baffled after seeing this that like so okay I do want to say I think this movie did kill J-Lo's acting career I think yeah well she no she did a bunch of stuff after this didn't she was it after because I know she was in like enough the the movie with like the abusive she had husband. all those like rom-com movies though oh she had man. so many You're right of those. that was that that like had the to be wedding after. planner and wedding like, planner you know stuff of she was in like a rom-com last year that came out on christmas i think i can't even remember the name of it hmm. but uh yeah i mean i, I guess she still kind of hung on there well i mean like i mean j-lo wasn't wasn't gonna fail wasn't gonna fail Be- because yeah, I mean she's a f- yeah at first she's first a musician and second an, an actress like people it always seemed secondary yeah yeah for sure and she, you know I, I don't think anybody who was a fan of J Lo is gonna stop being a fan of J Lo after this you know what I mean sure yeah like that makes if sense. you love J Lo the 
the musician. It's like you don't give a shit about like how bad of an actress For she sure. was in this. That's, so a, that's her, a solid point. Yeah, yeah, like her career wasn't going to be a story. Ben Affleck, I don't know how he got out of this. So to me, I'm glad you brought that up because to me, it's it feels like. Geely for him was like a catalyst. It was like an inciting tragedy or something. Like oh, like yeah. Geely for him is like uh, rock bottom. Was like his nine eleven. <laughs> it's like Geely happened, and he was like, "What the f- what the fuck does my life mean? Mm-hmm. I need to like reassess things." And like I think it was. Ah, uh, fuck, let me do the math. It, it couldn't have been, like, more than a few years later that he did Gone Girl. No, not Gone Girl. No, fuck. no. Um, Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. Have, which, have you seen that movie? No. Fucking great movie. Really good. That's what I heard, yeah. Um, he's He doesn't act in it. Uh, he just, his brother does, uh, Casey. But, um, <laughs> and, yeah, it's it. this movie, to me, feels like, he was like, boy, that is, it's not going to get worse than that. It's all uphill. I need to, like, take the reins on my projects and, like, finally start directing, you know? Like, it feels like that was G. Lee for him. Yeah, but when did Daredevil happen? Uh, I want to say that was, boy, dude, maybe it was this and Daredevil. Because I think Daredevil was 04 or 05. Mm-hmm. I think 04. So it was probably those back-to-back where he was like, I'm just going to direct and like be in my shit that I can control. Yeah. You know, because, uh, yikes, man. Yeah. He was in some fucking stinkerooskies there. Cause I think uh, after, um, was it goodwill hunting? He really got into the Hollywood heartthrob scene. Absolutely. And was just taking up projects left and right. And then, you know, got to, Date one of the hottest celebrities, mm-hmm. J Lo, and then yep. decide. Well, the money's good. Yeah, absolutely. And was like, yeah, I'll do a superhero movie. These things are popping off. Mm-hmm. Got Spider Man, X Men. Daredevil had to be after Gilly because he was married to Jennifer Gardner. Uh, then right? no, okay, he met her then, uh, and uh, bear with me. Oh, wow. Okay. Shit, man, dude. Wikipedia. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Wikipedia broke this shit down, man. Oh, God. Okay, so 2003 to 2005, this title for his these years of his life. Jiggly era. <laughs> career downturn oh, and tabloid great. notoriety. That's great. So, yeah, dude, this is 2003 kicked it off. Uh, wow, Daredevil's 2003 too, dude. Uh, so this was like... Yeah, like you can definitely All in the same arena. Yeah, I think it's so fascinating, man. How oh boy, he did Jersey Girl two in 04. Yikes! Um, in two thousand six, dude. Yeah, two thousand six. He had met Jennifer Garner um, in two thousand five, actually, mm. and that had to be like, yeah, like he got with yeah. her, mm. and maybe they like she. She seems like a really cool lady. She was probably like, fucking take it back. Like you, you still got it. You want to direct, direct something. Mm. And uh, I think he wrote Gone Baby Gone too. Uh, All right, when, when was Chasing Amy? Oh, that was that was way earlier, dude. That was like two thousand nineties. No, that was like yeah, mid nineties, right? Does it say on there? Uh, I'm probably bringing it up here. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find when he directed. Yeah, two thousand seven, he directed Gone Baby Gone. Hmm. Um, but yeah, where the fuck, dude? People have like done work on his fucking Wikipedia, man. 
there is just a lot. Oh, Chasing Amy is 97. 97. Yeah, so 97 was mm. like, er, like late 90s, yeah. he was coming out as like... Uh, if you want to see the better version of Geely, watch Chasing Amy, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Chasing Amy is is pretty good. I, I, don't, I remember liking it, yeah. I don't... Um, I don't hate that movie, but it's essentially it's like almost the same, and just in instead of instead of it's instead of kidnapping R words, yeah. he's a he's a comic book, comic art book writer, writer, yeah. and uh, he falls in love with a lesbian, which is what happens in Geely as well. Yeah, um, yeah, and that came out what six years earlier and mm-hmm. was. I, I don't. I don't want to go on the record and say like Chasing Amy is like a, a movie that ages great because I don't remember. But like it's. Definitely I mean the, more... the clothing don't doesn't. That's for oh, sure. That's, yeah. Well, where... I feel like the clothing in Chasing Amy probably has come back around. Like the grunge shit is like big. I don't right know, now. dude. You should rewatch it. I guess. <laughs> I guess <laughs> see so. what you think. Yeah, maybe I'm totally wrong. Yeah. Geely's clothing does not age great. Oh boy. boy. I do not want there to be nostalgia for early 2000s. Just clothing. give it ten years. Kids are going to be wearing bowling shirts and fucking, like, <laughs> big suits. With Jinko jeans. Jinko, man. This is this is Jinko jeans, the movie. <laughs> like, if you had to, like, just boil down a cup of a pair of Jinko jeans. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't if, know where if you that could some, No, if you could somehow take the complete essence of... Of Jinko mm-hmm. and translate it into thirty five millimeter celluloid <laughs> and have that run for about two hours. God, over that two you heard hours. that right. Yeah. Two hours. This movie, guys. Yeah, that would be if it was movie. if yeah. it was a ninety three minute fucking just breeze, just went on by. No, 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 guys. Martin no, Brest, no, no. he's got some things to say about gender that's politics. The, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. This movie seems like something that was, so, was supposed to end at the exact 89, 89 minutes and 59 seconds mark. <laughs> yeah. That's how this a movie. Hair under, yeah. 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 But it's not. It goes, not it. That's why it's pretentious, because he does these long-winded... Yeah monologues of hey not not even about gender politics like hey look i'm i i know i've read art of war oh my god like j-lo has a monologue talking about how she's a a tactician Uh and it has literally nothing to do with like any of the plotting there you know what's actually crazy now that i think about it there's literally oh no Oh my god, I'm wrong. I was going to say no action in the movie, which there's not until our boy Pacino comes on in, mm-hmm. which man oh man, we we're going to talk about that. But uh yeah, this movie is like it's toothless, man. Like there's no uh they're both supposed to be kind of like hard and tough mm-hmm. uh like criminal adjacent uh, they're both. Uh, what's the word? Um, they, they're uh, they do wet work. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, they're like uh, I don't know. They they're like uh, they're contractors for contractors. That's what I was looking for. For um, illicit activities, you know. So mm-hmm. you would assume that they've done 
plenty of bad stuff. Like there's, yeah, that's the whole setup. Like Ben Affleck's always talking about how tough he is, and J Lo always keeps things close to the chest. Like her cards close to the chest because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to admit uh, of how um, how skillful she is and yeah. how much shit she's seen. You know. So yeah, but I mean that gets yeah. all thrown under the bus. Like, yeah, on all that shit. I'm trying to think now, like. It, it is one of the biggest issues that – so obviously on the script level, there's nothing. But mm-hmm. is this movie also, I guess, profoundly, like, miscast? Because, like, we can – we don't ever view J-Lo or Ben Affleck as, like, threats or criminals or, like, that they're oh, yeah. capable of doing anything like that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's one of the biggest problems of this movie. Yeah, it's a it's a really big issue that you never buy that. Like, who who would you put as Ben Affleck and who would you put as uh, J-Lo to elevate this? <sighs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah, Ron Perlman as, as... Jesus, man. That's that's a good... It's that's inspired, a good isn't it? <laughs> that's pretty inspired. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I was going to say Ryan Gosling, but not really. Um... I mean, I, I can know. see him as, like, his nice guy kind of um, role, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I mean, as I think about this more, it's it's like the, our perception of them plays into, I don't know, like, as, like, we just don't buy them as these type of people. Yeah. Because we know too much about them, like, outside of the movie and, like, uh, in, but in even But even if we were to see this in a vacuum, I still don't think that we could... Oh, yeah, for because sure. Because you would... You, you you simply see it due to his acting at the beginning monologue again back to where he was at the laundromat. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like no threat from this man. Like yeah. I, it's like I I feel like I could just punch his face. He's too handsome. I think maybe. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ron Perlman is actually a great pick. Mm. Uh, like uh, maybe he has yeah. to be a young version of him, like a very like, like a Chronos like a twenties, yeah, twenties. Yeah. That's like a Ron good Perlman. role, man. And then for her, you know, for her, mm. Michelle Rodriguez, maybe because like for her, Michelle Rodriguez always comes across, and she's been typecast as this now. Yeah, so maybe this is just further typecast. Or what's her, her name um, from uh, Annihilation? Um, Oh, Gina Rodriguez. Yeah, Gina. Yeah, I yeah I could see that. You know, um, if we're like doing a modern day, yeah, uh, version, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, just not J Lo though, man. Like they, then again, there's nothing on the page for them to work with. Well, you know, well, th- I guess like it couldn't be because uh, the script is is insinuating that her character needs to be very sexual. And appealing towards the the straight males, yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know if we've said it explicitly yet, but her character is a lesbian, but Ben Affleck likes her, so Mm. will she be by the end of the movie? It's not black and white. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, So another element that doesn't age great. J Lo's character just keeps like showing off how sexy she is yeah, to man. this man, this straight male mm-hmm. when she's a lesbian. And he's definitely straight. Don't call him otherwise. Yeah. Boy, he's going to get mad. He's very insecure that's about things that happened a lot in yeah. 2003 movies. And that's what's funny is because all this like immature, uh, dialogue and scenes about him being like, I'm not gay. And 
her saying like I'm a lesbian it's like all how do I put this like it's great to talk about complexities of gender identities and sexuality I think yeah, yeah. there's a lot of cool like nuance with that because everyone is so like unique and how they are on the spectrum of masculinity and feminine. I think that's, yeah, yeah. Those are all interesting ideas because, you know, gender is, I won't get, you know what? I don't want to get into that because I'd be, sure. yeah. I know what you're saying, but yeah, yeah, yeah. those are all interesting ideas. Yet this movie fails completely at exploring them in any sort of interesting way at yeah, all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to my like pretentiousness. That's yeah. The pretentiousness I, yeah, yeah. and like that, that, <laughs> G <laughs> the fucking Larry Geely is is the worldview that we're put into because it's like he ultimately all of this talk about gender stuff and, and uh sexuality and stuff is it's it's like played to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. It's it's like yeah, but I mean, he's a fucking guy. He's a fucking dude, and he likes chicks, and he yeah. likes fucking girls. And I a scene that really kind of got under my skin is when she is you know calling him out on his shit they're about to have sex yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah of yeah course, they're yeah. about yeah they're about to have sex and she's calling him out on his shit like well you're sitting here talking about how uh you know i don't know like men are supposed to be able to please women better than like women can like that's what men are <sighs> yeah for. genetically so like yeah, insinuating stuff. like come on over here and like Prove it to me. Yeah, like go down on me, basically. Yeah. And then heterolingus, as she said. And then he, it's, the movie basically is like shrugging it off and laughing and being like, all that nuance. Yeah, fuck it. And then yeah, they just, just have sex like normal sex. Yeah, and it's like fuck off. It's like the movie's like going down on girls. Pff, that's fucking gay. And it's just yeah. like fuck this <laughs> yeah. movie, man. It's like. It's so douchey and fucking pretentious, and I, I I fully understand now why a movie like this is viewed as one of the worst ever, mm-hmm. because it's so like self-important and uh, opinionated, but like filled with shitty opinions that <laughs> well, don't it doesn't great. know what it wants to be. Yeah, that's because it because it threw. I think when you have something. With these big Hollywood people that cost $70 million and they're a hot item, how could you expect to ever do a nuanced uh, gender uh, identity romance? You can't. Mm Mm-hmm. Because everyone's going to expect them. Well, they got it. They got to be together at the end. That's that. Yeah, so that's, dude. That's how it has to be. Because, public perception had to play yeah. a huge role in this, right? Yeah. Like, like, the, the, yeah. I feel like this is a movie that probably marketed itself. I haven't watched any trailers or anything, but it probably marketed itself as like, uh, what what was their like name? Like they had a they had a like joint like couple name, right? Like I can't remember what it is. Was it like? I don't know. You're ben, asking the ben, wrong ben guy, Lowe. dude. That's not it. I don't know. Ben but, Lowe. <laughs> but just like Ben Affleck, J-Lo, you know him. Like, like mm-hmm. just, I don't know, targeting itself towards uh, just the fucking tabloid reading 
uh, fucking entertainment tonight watching fucking public, you know. And yet this was rated R for some reason. That's even more insane about it's so strange, man. You would you would think at least it would be a PG thirteen film, but you got fucks here, fucks there, fucks everywhere, fucks. Um, and one one stuff. actual death scene. Boy, okay, keep putting more pins in that. Yeah, we're, we're gonna keep, come to yeah, that. That coming. scene is wild as shit. Um, but yeah, jeez, uh, what the fuck was I getting at? Um. Yeah, I mean, it it felt like this movie almost was like a weird attempt to like further their um, their view in the public's eyes, but yeah. it backfired like monumentally. Like it it they got divorced right after. Like I don't know, man. It, <sighs> that's all I have to say. Fucking Geely, Justin Bartha. Shame on you. Shame on, shame shame on you. Guys, I don't know if he shame has a social media presence. Everybody right now, get on Twitter and at Justin Bartha and just say shame on you. Just say shame on I'm you. I'm pretty sure Hashtag G. you would give him like... He, he probably is just now getting over like this movie. Like he has probably has PTSD from like his experience on... <sighs> yeah, he probably does. Who knows? He could have been forced by uh, the terrible hack director, Mr. Martin Brest himself, director of Midnight Run, a movie that I hear is great, have not seen, and uh, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop, and Meet Joe Black. Classic. Y'all remember Meet Joe Black. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it's playing in the background. Totally forgot about this scene. Oh, this disgusting scene. This scene is... There's so many disgusting utterly scenes. Utterly insane like okay so she wasn't lying jayla wasn't lying because we thought yeah. at first we thought she was yeah she was just playing the game because if i if, if, if she I was, was a lesbian yeah. a woman and there was a fucking like horny boy like a guy fieri fucking t-shirt <laughs> wearing douchebag like ben affleck constantly coming on to me i'd be like i'm i'm gay i'm gay fuck off yeah. leave me alone exactly but she's not. Her girlfriend shows up. Um, a very 2003-era looking lass. Oh, yeah. She, she's, um, she looks incredibly 2000s. And she... Yeah. So they get into a big argument. That's um, her ex, actually. And she's she literally ex. starts off saying, I stalk- I'm stalking you. Because <laughs> Eddie Stalker would just say that. Y'all right like nuance? <laughs> Look elsewhere. It ain't in Geely. Um, yeah, so she shows up, is like, who's this guy? You like guys now? You, are you experimenting? You want to fuck? Let's all fuck each other. She says that multiple times. Oh, like, yeah. Let's all wasn't... fuck each other. And, and then... it's like, what? I was, this is another like, uh, like hands on head, me being baffled at what the fuck no. this movie was. And now. That wasn't even oh boy the yeah. most Whole insane dog. Yeah. part of all this because she escalates herself. This 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 stalker is so crazy. Yep, zero to, zero to a hundred. This this and chick. Man. She was already at like her zero that you just mentioned. Yeah. Is she was already at a hundred. 
like screaming oh, all over yeah, the place. Yeah, dude, right out the gate, it was like, who, yeah. who is this? So What's it goes happening? to 200 when she gets some knives. Oh my God, dude. Okay. And yeah. she slits her wrist. She just slits her fucking wrist first. In front of everybody. Even yeah. even the 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 R word kid. Even Brian. Even, even Brian. Poor Brian. Brian's like freaking out. <laughs> Look at his face right now. <laughs> what does he do? Guys, oh my god, the choices. The choices uh, here. But yeah, she slits her wrist <clears throat> because she wants to dive because J Lo doesn't want to be with her. Mm-hmm. And that's the last we see of her. And that's it. Yep. There's literally no purpose of a, this whole like uh Yeah. Yeah. Well, scene. you know what its purpose is is to let Ben Affleck and Brian have kind of a heartfelt moment. That's right. It uses uh mental illness and uh their lesbian relationship as uh Kind of just character fodder for And ben it shows, Affleck. oh, you know, lesbians are crazy, right? Those crazy lesbians. <laughs> they're, they're so crazy. Yeah, this movie Hender. It's really movie, terrible, actually. Yeah. yeah to get handles that shit. Yeah. Because she's the only, like, that actress or that role, like, character is. She's, like, the only one who's actually, like, really lesbian, I guess. Because this movie, yeah. if you. If you uh, I guess Martin Brest wrote it. If you were to tell Martin Brest, "Hey, Martin, uh, did do you have you ever heard of uh, bisexuality?" He'd yeah. be like, hmm. "What the fuck are you talking about? There's you either like guys, you like or dicks, you or like, like girls. That's you all like, there is. You like cocks or pussy." That's how he would say it. Exactly. Though. Yeah. Because that's because uh, every time because it's like she's bi, yeah. obviously, yeah. but like the the whole movie is like yeah. she's on the razor's yeah. edge. Boy, who knows where she's gonna land? It's like you can be bisexual. There's nothing like yeah. Why? Why? Why make her a lesbian? Just make her like yeah. Like why not just be bi? It's yeah, nothing. and make, make it like her like her choice. Like no. uh, yeah, just like men are kind of shitty, and I've been fucked over by a lot of them. So I'm just kind of done with them. Yeah, like do that. But the thing is, I I, I think in around this era and before a lot. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to tread into like dangerous territory, but I think yeah. people had a perception more so than at least now that like bisexuality maybe wasn't as much of a thing. Oh you know? yeah. No, I think I that understand. was just kind of a thing. Like whereas it's now not, we know it's yeah. a, you know, I mean, two thousands in general about like, Oh, you know, boy. the per- yeah. public perception about LGBT yeah. people was, was very incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was always handled, uh, very tastefully, and uh, <laughs> respectfully of mm-hmm. uh, yeah of those people, and I think the director here, he's like you know I see this wave coming in, and I want to capitalize on I want to be progressive Oof. yeah for sure no. didn't didn't nail it there Martin didn't nail it uh, yeah, like man. chasing Amy was done in the nineties and it was much more tasteful. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that movie ends with the recognition of from the best of my knowledge. I haven't seen it in like 15 years, but like, yeah, the recognition of like, yeah, we're not going to be together. Mm -hmm. And like, that's fine. Like you like women and I, you know, like you, but that's, you know, that's what can uh, you do? Yeah. What can you do? Mm -hmm. Human nature, baby. Um, boy, this hospital scene. So, we haven't really covered much of the plot. I, I just want to yeah. kind of lay out for people mm-hmm. the plot. So yeah. 
boy, Ben Affleck and J-Lo are two kind of contractors for a criminal. The criminal guy uh, says his boss is Adam's fallen asleep. He's asleep now. Um, He wants the brother of a guy kidnapped uh, basically to extort him. Or no, no, no. He's the brother of a prosecutor. Guys, I know you're just full attention wrapped up in this. Uh, So Justin Bartha's catastrophic character is the brother of a prosecutor who's going to put Al Pacino away for life. That is it. Adam. Uh, All right. I I shook Adam uh, awake. um, I had a nightmare that we had watched... Fuck, Adam, I've got some Gigi. bad news, man. We're podcasting right now. That's why there's a mic in front of you, and we did. Oh watch my Gigi. god! I'm sorry, man. That's a great twist, isn't? <laughs> <laughs> unlike what a it, twist! Unlike anything, unlike everything in Geely, because um, her being a lesbian was set up to be like a twist. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, <gasps> oh, what? Like you and I for yeah. a brief moment were like. Okay, cool. <laughs> because I called it, remember, I was like, yeah. you know what would be cool? If she was yeah. a lesbian. Yeah, because he didn't think it would yeah. do it. And then it did. It, it did. And, and then it, there, we gave and each then other it kept high stumbling over its feet. We did yeah. high five. And we're um, like, how could this be bad? Yeah, like, this is <laughs> this will be a fun dynamic yeah. to play with. Turns out, <laughs> it's like playing with fucking fire. Uh, because he yeah. dropped the ball every time he tried. Because obviously, the, it was, it was a, a, a choice to make her it was a twist to make her a lesbian because like oh they're an item like ben affleck and j-lo so yeah it was a subversive kind of thing yeah but it then throughout the rest of the movie kind of uh walked that back which is uh, terrible. all the way to the beginning yeah to the point of being like i mean she's a lesbian but ben affleck though what are you gonna do you're, uh, you're gonna turn, boy. gonna turn on back mm. um which is terrible <laughs> um, but that's basically the plot. So they're, they're, then the rest of the movie is just them hanging out, hanging out the at three an apartment. Of them. And sometimes Christopher Walken will, uh, walk in through the door <laughs> and, uh, he's okay. So his scene is fucking baffling. I didn't like, do you, <laughs> you, what, what do you think happened during that scene, Adam? Cause you were so confused the whole time. <laughs> Well, Ben Affleck had like checked the like looked through the door hole or whatever it's called, and said it was a cop. And I was like, okay, it's a cop. He opens the door, and um, you know, Christopher Wong comes out with a suit on, no badge. I was like, how do you know he's a cop? Yeah how 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 are you aware of this? The way I read that scene, (laughs) it's up for interpretation for sure. Um, Is that they have a they have a past, they have a previous history a prior run in um, that scene was written by a machine. <clears throat> I think it is baffling uh, that it's, it's like a five to 10 minute, probably five minute scene. I had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah. He Christopher was just walking things was, yeah, he was just, I mean the, the overall, th- you know, thing he was trying to do, the way I read it was basically saying like, uh, this mentally challenged kid's gone missing. You know, it'd be a shame if you were involved in this. It'd be a shame if, uh, you would be involved. I don't know. And then like J Lo's like, yeah. 
you know, wink into I'm the audience. I'm threatening you subtly. Yeah. You know, how to watch up his ass. I, I heard this kid <laughs> already likes watches, and uh, I can't do walking. You, can't do, you can't do walking. Yeah, it's yeah. just like Yours this. Yours is better than mine. Yours yeah. is closer. He had uh, a, but your, your daddy stuck the watch up his ass. His ass. He... He had some. Li- I don't have them on and hand, but you know, man, he had some wild lines mm, about getting ice I was cream. Just, I was just saying, you know, a quote from the better film, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, marginally and, better than the and, film Geely. <laughs> I can't even say. That. I can't I even <laughs> receive that with like a straight face. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, laughed. Pulp Fiction is is a great film, and uh, I I recommend that you guys check out. Um, our episode on Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction's a good episode that we did. And yeah. we did that with our, our good friend Sergio. Sergio. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Good guy, Serge. And Christopher Walken was in that. He was. He had... Yeah. He... You know what's fascinating? Kind of played a similar role in the sense that... It One seemed scene. like somebody called Chris Christopher Walken up, said, Hey, Chris, what are you, what are you doing today? I know it's already 2 p.m. I'm, I don't know if you got plans. How about you come on down to this apartment complex? Mm. Just film mm. uh, one scene. We'll pay you uh, six mil, six mil fine. Mm. How much do you think Christopher Walken made for his literally one scene of standing in a nondescript well, apartment? I've heard um, things like how Arnold Schwarzenegger in his, like, you know, his very high, like, um, like height late of his, 80s. Yeah. yeah. When he was on Batman as uh, oh. Dr. Freeze, he yeah. would, they had to get through him quick because he was he got a million doctor. dollars a day for him. That's right. Yeah. So like, I mean, you could probably argue maybe half a mil or something for that, sh- for that one scene. Yeah. To, to me, it reeks of, we know this is a dud. So we, we got to get some big names. Yeah, get them all in. Because rock them Al Pacino in. is a very similar feeling um, addition to the cast. Like, I, it feels like to me that they even started filming mm-hmm. and maybe had some different actors, or maybe the script is so mm-hmm. poorly done that I, I feel like those scenes, Al Pacino's less so, but definitely Christopher Walken's segment felt like they started filming and then we're like fuck this is this is bad guys yeah. like we 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 need to get like a big name in this like and they pay- just made those like sequences they just added them on they were never like a part of the original script because like these they're yeah. out of nowhere honestly the thing Christopher for walking yeah. and al pacino's uh scenes were we're so out of step with the rest of the movie. Yeah. You know, it, it, it played like, and, and I, I haven't seen, I don't think any of these, but like what I picture in my head of like these, like Bruce Willis or like, uh, John Cusack red box movies. Oh boy. Yeah. Where like you fly fucking Bruce Willis out to Bulgaria and p- apparently his, his thing is, uh, it's a similar thing to Schwarzenegger now yeah. where, uh, if you can pay Willis a million dollars a day, 
he'll fly out for a week and do like a, he'll film whatever he give a shit, yeah. for fucking airstrike or whatever the fuck mm. it's called. Um, <laughs> it just reeks of that. Yeah. Like it yeah. seems like a similar thing where they were like, I don't know. Let's let's spice this up by maybe getting some big name actors people might recognize, mm. like Walken and fucking Al Pacino. So we've talked around it. There are multiple pins in it. Mm. Al Pacino's segment, y'all. This motherfucker should have been nominated. He should. He should have been nominated. He was he so fucking we don't even, good. We're not even saying that. In uh, I'm not even saying ironic. it ironically. Yeah. Like it's yeah. The, because the thing is, like, there is a like a meta element to Al Pacino's character. Oh yeah. That is amazing. It's like, it feels like he, his animosity towards the characters in the scene that he's with feels like it's us. It's us. It's like, it's it's like viewers. It's, it's the viewers. And it's also like the viewers cathartic release him yelling at the crew Mm. about like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Like he's yelling at like, this is garbage. Yeah. I'm you. You paid me. I'm out here. Like it's almost like a weird. If, if I wasn't so sure of the lack of self awareness, I almost think he was self aware. The director was self aware at that moment where you just had yeah Ben Affleck and J Lo looking submissive as fuck. Yeah, just sitting there, like taking the shit from Al Pacino mm-hmm. and saying, "You guys are." fucking up right now yeah this is a bad movie it it plays like that man and it's like and just just the way that yeah that he plays that most of that scene which is like with the amount of like effort and passion for the material that like a high school fucking extra would in like fucking into the woods or something like it you can just it reeks of like i don't fucking care about this like I don't care that I'm on yeah. in this apartment that you fucking. And he's paid coked me out. Of yeah. His and mind. Then, well, and then he goes like full Pacino yeah. after he shoots a guy in the head, mm-hmm. which is like jarring because the rest of the movie, like comedically and everything, like plays to like the sensibility of like an like a thirteen year old boy. Yes, a middle school a middle schooler, no yeah. doubt. It feels yeah, it feels like like we talked about. It feels like a middle school boy. Mm-hmm. Who has no... Wrote a movie. Yeah, and he has no yeah. idea of how, you know, being gay is. You know, like yeah, how, exactly. how, how it is. And, and, and he's like, I just don't want anybody to call me gay. Yeah. And I <laughs> don't want to go gay. down on a girl that's gay. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it really does feel like that, man. And uh, Because, you know, remember the whole, the fingernail thing? Where you do the, oh, you know... Jesus to show Christ. if you're feminine or masculine. Hey, guys, look at your fingernails. Yeah. If, How'd you uh, do it? Well, I don't know how to portray this. Uh, if you if you spread your fingers out, like spread them out, and you look to them, and if you're looking at the back of your yeah, hand, looking at your back, of your then hand, you're more feminine. And yeah, and if and maybe you, you're gay, yeah, maybe you're gay, guys. And maybe you're gay is if you if wait, oh yeah, and maybe you're and you're more masculine if you do like if, if you're you, looking at your palm while yeah, you look at your nails, like clenching yeah. your uh, fingers a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did in middle school to trick your friend into thinking that he was like. I remember kids yeah. did that to me. They were yeah. like, "Hey, I, I think I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> look at uh, look at your fingernails. Haha, <laughs> you did it like that. Nah, you're gay because that's what gay people. That's do. gay. That's gay people. And it's like this. That's so fucking stupid. 
How about you just do... The movie do... does that like three times, and each time you're like, huh, we're doing that again. How does looking at your fucking fingernails fucking portray your masculine or feminine... Oh, dude. And it pissed me being... off at the end, too, that like when Ben Affleck uh, tells... Um, Justin War Crimes Bartha to look at his <laughs> nails, and he does it, and he's like, and then uh, Bartha is looking at it like all like the masculine, yeah, way. the masculine way, and you're like, I don't, it's just, uh, you just feel dirty, man. You, you just feel, feel real dirty, dirty watching it. Um, but yeah, Al Pacino, uh, truly just clicking into what we love about Pacino there at the end. Oh boy, got a great ass. <laughs> or whatever. Halo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After he kills a guy, and I don't really know the function of that scene either, because ultimately what he says is like, "It was to the- kill the guy, right?" Or does he just say to leave town? I, I'm That's why I don't understand. Because to me, okay, so they 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 go to this guy. Their Al Pacino is the guy that. Um, is being prosecuted, and the federal prosecutor's yeah, yeah. brother is the mentally challenged kid. Yeah, yeah. Ryan. So, apparently, uh, they weren't supposed to kidnap Brian. It was an initiative done by Ben Affleck's boss. Yeah, he's the so, guy who gets shot in the head yeah. at the end. And he's the one who gets shot in the head because... Al Pacino said, I could have gotten this out on my own. I don't want all this heat on me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And uh, so, to me, they did the right thing, which they even said, uh, uh, you know, I had to get in the thumb thing. They sent a fake thumb pretending it was Brian. <laughs> Whatever. Whole, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole thing the whole where they thing have to cut off a dead guy's thumb. It's a whole set piece. fake. I mean, you've seen you've seen this plot <laughs> yeah. point done better in better movies and yeah. shows. Like, so yeah, they they don't actually cut off Brian's thumb. They, they cut off fake ones. He yeah. sings, uh, "I like big butts," and it's the most awkward fucking thing I've ever mm. seen in my entire life. But yeah, th- th- so they did him a service by not actually messing with Brian. Mm-hmm. So everything should be Gucci. Yeah. What's the big deal? Why do they have to run away? Because they end yeah. up having to run away. Because they had to kill him. Why would they have to kill? The the way that I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't I understand. Mean, yeah. Any any scene of exposition only confuses you further. <laughs> That's one it's of the insane. Yeah, we that, talked about that. Yeah. It's like Christopher like Christopher Walken's whole sequence was purely exposition let's let's throw mud on everything that you think you already understand and make you just more confused like he's literally spelling out the plot but it's it's in a the the wording is in a way the dialogue is in a way that is so weird and just strange that you're just like i don't know what you're talking about man yeah same with al pacino yeah like they're all doing fantastic when they're acting and doing it, the best to their own ability. But yeah. it's just the dialogue is so god awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, man, it's oh, boy. That's if if anything, that's the sign of a bad movie, man. Where the exposition, yeah, itself does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. 
and just like fucking. And it's easy. All you had to do is just say. Um, Spell it out. Uh, all, all Christopher Walken had to say was, hey, federal prosecutor's brother, he better not be you who kidnapped him. That's all he had to say. Yeah. And instead, he yeah. has like a whole thing about like getting ice cream. And, like, it's so odd. It's yeah. so bizarre. And then Al Pacino, all he had to say was, hey. Uh, this guy th- fucked up. That's why I killed him. Up. <laughs> get, get this guy. Well, and the thing is. Get okay, rid of this guy. That's all. <laughs> even So, fundamentally, in, like, a narrative, just, like, functional plot structure thing. Th- yeah, it's like, yeah. there's no stakes. Because... They're, they're, you never. And if ever they are, they're stakes. well done. Like you, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> chewy burnt and, and burnt, and you, you throw it in the trash after a couple bites. After he you probably put some ketchup. On it. <laughs> you yeah, you yeah. know, we, yeah. we, we we've all we we've all, all been there. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, at no point do you feel for the safety of any character. Yeah. Do you feel like they're actually in harm's way? And I feel like that is like the biggest failure of the movie. Yeah. Uh, if of you know of anything else, it's like you just never even buy that there is any drama happening at all. You know, mm. so it's like it's there's so, no threats. Let, let's yeah. let's try to improve. Hashtag Adam and Brent fix Geely. What is our fix for this movie? I will say I think off the bat you got to play it like a dark comedy. Double down on uh, <laughs> you. You shoot Justin Bartha in the head. Wait, the no, actor, no, no, no. Before no, you the actually, movie starts. Oh god! <laughs> Just take him away from the equation. Well, they they should have actually cut off the uh, his oh, his thumb. God, that would have been and and have it in a dark. way. Where they don't know what they're doing, and he's just like, yeah. like just crying out his eyes out, and he's just writhing in pain, Jesus, and you can dude, see like so the thumb. Grim. But yes, yeah, like, that is that is peeling off, and yeah. you have, and you don't like these characters. You don't like Jiggly or J Lo or whatever. You don't like these people. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but then make you them would, unlikable, yeah. But then you would have a I'm 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 going off like a Cohen Brothers script. Like then you would have like, like a the raising likable. Arizona thing, dude. Yeah. Like that's how you have to do it cuz they kidnap mm. a baby in that. It's a similar mm. thing in this movie. Like yeah, I feel like raising Arizona is a good I was thinking more like Fargo. Fargo's good too, yeah. In the sense of like they love you, that type of story. You would have like the two dim witted criminals yeah. who just keep fucking up like constantly. <laughs> yeah, the Buscemi yeah. and uh um, what's his name? Oh uh, yeah, Barthel <sighs> Yeah, the guy from fucking yeah. he's in John Wick too. He's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um and Peter Stormer. Yeah, Peter Stormer. Um <laughs> Then you would have like the the more sympathetic like uh, you know have the have a cop in here have Christopher Walken be and I don't know okay you, you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. have a, the cop who's like on their that's trail good, you know what yes, I mean that's a good fix yeah that's a good fix then you would have like then you don't have to worry about trying to make the criminals 
completely likable all the time. You can have like the balance between liking them and hating them. Yeah. Because you have the basis of the cop who's like, you know, a sympathetic, sympathetic figure like, yeah. Um, you know, Marge and, um, and Fargo. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's, that's great. And then have, okay. So, Introduce Al Pacino much earlier. Yeah, um, for sure. Be, because it, the thing is, it's it means nothing when he arrives. We aren't threretened by him. Yeah, there's because nothing. it's so fucking late. Because and, they only had him for a day. Like, and when that's he did why. show up, yeah, I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I don't yeah, even know. we were literally yeah. like, "What the fuck is?" Because yeah. it, let him enter like forty forty five minutes in. Mm. At that point, have him kill the guy who fucked up. Mm. Who told them to kidnap uh, the you know Justin Bartha's character, and th- because then at that point we're like, oh, this guy is not fucking around. He's gonna fucking kill everybody involved to like cover up the the tracks here. Because mm. at that point, his character's uh, motivation then becomes like, fuck, we fucked up. We're I'm I'm in over my head. I just mm. need to fucking like wipe the chess pieces off the board. Mm. Like I just need to fucking clean this all up. Uh, That's good, yeah. You know, and yeah, it's yeah. like then when he comes in at the end, uh, maybe he I don't know he kills somebody else or something, or or he comes into their fucking apartment. I don't know, and then we know, yeah, and you're like, oh fuck, yeah, this is gonna not turn like, out well. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's still not a good movie, but I mm. think it's better and it has more drama and tension than mm. tension. Man is non-existent in this fucking mm. movie. And then you know stick to if you if they wanted to talk about if they wanted to talk about gender identity and stuff like that ah uh, yeah keep yeah, it yeah. the same except actually have Ben Affleck just be gay at the end Absolutely. like have him That'd just be... be gay yeah Dude, like him discover his his uh, good f- yeah that's that's how it was tracking yeah that's like oh have, yeah have him like yeah. yeah realize well you you yeah they would have to do more leg work i think during the movie but, like but him that's flirting what, or something with a guy yeah or, yeah but yeah. i bet ben affleck was like i'm i'm not gay i don't want to do that but i mean <laughs> the way that yeah. like jlo's character in this movie was like oh like <laughs> i can see that you're kind of gay yeah she was like yeah, a, yeah like a, a catalyst for change for him yet yeah. that change never came because he was like no, exactly. so just double dude. down and just make him gay dude that's actually yeah. like kind of a good ending like you can have yeah. a similar ending where he's on the beach whatever and they drop the guy off or maybe he dies and it's like really doubling down on the darkness and then at that point at the end uh affleck is gay she's just lesbian yeah they fucking hit the road to go and they're just do they're, they're best friends it doesn't matter if yeah, yeah they don't exactly. have to be in it, it ends in like the yeah. beginning of fucking uh natural born killers type thing where yeah. they fucking hit the road like, yeah that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. Like that that's a better fucking version, yeah. but there's like I think there were like too many egos too at many play. Ego. Uh too many cooks. Too many fucking cooks and even though it was like just the one director, but like it it really did feel like that there was like a marketing team consulting with the director on the movie to be like well, we need to make sure that we portray them in a good light. Like you can have your kind of gay stuff. As, as long as as, they, as yeah. long as they, she comes straight at the end, yeah, that's she how needs to be straight. And yeah. He needs to be straight, and yeah. they need to be having sex with each other because yeah. they're having sex in real life. Yeah, and we need to see the sexy legs on J Lo, and they need to have sex for real. Jeez, dude, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Just like 
Yeah, you're talking male gaze, the fucking movie. Male man. gaze. This, the, this yeah. movie is like obsessed with fucking J Lo's body. In I mean, this movie, man. I mean, the yoga scene. Christ Almighty. <sighs> I mean, if there's one thing that's redeemable about this, well, film, and that's what we're saying, guys. And it's, you, you know, know I, I sound like a terrible cisgendered white male, but yeah, she's a. <laughs> Sexy lady. She's a, yeah, she's, she, she's a gorgeous she's woman. She's smoking in this movie. Yeah, she's a total God. babe, man. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she's great. Um, and now that's all you had. Yeah. That's all you Well, had. Adam, it's getting late here. We we just watched this movie. We're podcasting. Yeah. Let's, let's lay out some final thoughts for these people who, you know, listen to this mm. whole podcast, hopefully didn't watch the mm. movie. Hell, maybe go watch it so you have a little more context. Mm. Maybe you'll understand the fucking plot better than Adam and I did. Mm. Um, what are what are your final thoughts, man? Wrapping it up. Where do where do I begin <laughs> for final thoughts on you know the two thousand three trying film. to muster up final thoughts for G Lee is a lot like, I don't know, maybe being a first responder (laughs) to a catastrophic, maybe even terrorist attack, (laughs) and just being like, where the fuck do I begin with this? This is such a disaster. Like you, you need to you need to contact you know construction workers to get rid of the debris. Yeah, you gotta call off. You need you need to contact like city management about like utilities and mm-hmm. you know all this, Absolutely. all this stuff. But you know the first thing you do in a disaster is you just you get straight. You start you start with the basics. You mm-hmm. just try to save the the people who who are in immediate need mm-hmm. and the. The immediate need here? Yeah. I don't know. Well, just as... I just want to tie it to another (laughs) film. Just as Ben Affleck, as Batman said in the Zack Snyder film, The Justice League, just save one person. Just save one person, is what he told The Flash. You know what Paul Blart said? Hmm. Just help someone today. Or whatever he said. Yeah. Yeah. Gili is an abomination (laughs) of uh, filmmaking and storytelling. I can't claim that I've ever seen a film worse than this. And I've, Brent, Brent and I, Brent knows I've seen, I've been around the block plenty of times. We've watched some bad movies. This is, this is by far the worst movie we've ever watched for this podcast. I I mean, I I think easily, right? Easily. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Spy Kids 4D yeah. had elements oh. that were like. Oh, Spy Kids. Oh, you 4D. mean Citizen Kane of uh, <laughs> of cinema compared to this? Take give me give me Spy Kids any fucking day of the yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. At least that was fun. Sure, that was fun to watch. Yeah, like and it this was, had it its was fun a... moments, but Adam and I were ex- ex- exhausted. Like <laughs> watching this. I, like at least with Spy Kids, yeah. I didn't like turn my head. Yeah, you in looked such, away a lot. I noticed that you looked away a lot because you couldn't watch. I, it, 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 I couldn't handle like everything. The framing, the framing is so terrible. It's like you can't. 
the, no one, whoever was a cinematographer didn't understand like rule of thirds or something. The most basic of things yeah. were like, they have like center from every time Brian was on screen, Bart, Bartha's, if yeah, the, the rare times that he was sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was awkwardly put, his blocking was awkwardly put in there. Yeah. Uh, it's like, like they added yeah. him in post or something. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. That's yeah. how odd it was. Yeah. He was he would be in between like J Lo and Ben Affleck, but clearly like not the center of a attention in the in the shot. But it's so jarring and distracting, mm-hmm. and everything else you just have like center frame shots that just I don't that that a, a middle schooler would do again. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like oh this is the person who's talking, so let me put them in the, in the middle of the... Let them talk. Yeah. Yeah, put yeah. them in the middle of the the, the frame, right? Um, uh, plotting is a, a mess. I mean... There's barely any. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's so That's basic, what's so crazy. But it's still so confusing. It's, it's so That's weird. That's what's so fascinating. Yeah, How do yeah. you make something... Like a, a simple a simple like hostage kidnapping thing yeah. into something that seems that like up? yeah Thank and you. something that seems like uh, has tendrils of different storylines com- combining for some reason yeah I, I I don't know and a lot of like scenes were completely useless in this film that added no not even any character development at all they were just there just just happened yeah and i i don't know who this movie is for at least paul blart had an audience yeah man i mean if we're i don't know if you guys i hope you guys listened yeah. to our episode uh of uh paul revenge of the sequel we talked paul blart mall cop too that i didn't even think of comparing the two until now but wow Wow, that movie Geely makes Paul Blart, Paul Blart <laughs> Mall Cop Two maybe not look like a masterpiece, but but it makes it look competent, and that is in and of itself a an offensive fucking thing to yeah, say. Yeah, because I can't, I don't want to say that Paul Blart is better than anything. You don't have to, Adam. I I did. <laughs> Let me carry that burden. That Let was... me live with that. It is my. It is my uh, whatever to whatever. The fact that Kevin James has done something better than something than something else is better than something else. Yeah, is is a thought that frankly I I never want to let pass through my head again. I'd I'd sooner let a bullet pass through my brain. The fact that than the thought of Paul Blart Mall Cop Two or Kevin James being better than anything. The fact that Paul Bart, Kevin James, did a better job than Ben Affleck as Larry Gigli. <laughs> yeah. Is it is a, a an offensive thing to <laughs> consider. No, 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 wait, wait, no. Ben Affleck did better than Paul Bart, but Oh sure. Okay, yeah. But he did better than the director. No, uh, Brian. <sighs> yeah, I mean, truly insane. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I finished. Finish. Is that is that it? Is that what you got for? I I, I I I mean, I feel like there's a lot I could 
I, I could just go on forever, but I'm, I'm just trying to find some sort of, you know what? No, <laughs> this, this movie, Adam's is, eyes is, just rolled into the back of his this head. movie is the proof. There's this is literal proof that God is a superstition. Oh my fucking God. You, you thought Paul Blart was, but it's yeah, a little bit of a callback to uh yeah. Yeah. Crossover episode. Yeah. God is a, is a, yeah. I mean, why would a why would a there's no just God that would just say that would allow this <laughs> to happen. Even Lucifer would have been like, oh boy, hey, that's I a saw lot. you there, <laughs> Martin and uh, fucking Justin Bartha. That's Hitler that's watched you. this and was like, oh Jesus, boy, I'm glad I didn't have a hand in this. <laughs> this is a little bit rough. <laughs> Nine. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be the worst thing I've ever said, actually. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, like, Hitler's just like, oh, nine, good thing I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, this this movie is a, a full-blown catastrophe from start to finish. It's a, it's a mess. It's, it's like... And it's it, the the thing about this movie is it wouldn't it wouldn't be anything. This movie yeah. would be forgotten to the sands of time if it didn't like fucking play with fire. But it did. <laughs> yeah, it right. did, man. And it like it waded into the ch- very uh, I don't know, like very careful, territory. touchy territory with all of the. Uh, care and uh because yeah that, that nuance of a fucking there's like, a lot of baggage elephant yeah a, like an elephant walking into like a chandelier factory or that's a terrible <laughs> a chandelier um i don't know but i mean yeah, yeah it's i get it yeah it's it's fucking it's the worst i i still hold by the fact that justin bartha should probably just be in jail for what he's done i mean quite frankly everyone involved should be in jail sure sure i mean i mean maybe 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 justin should be uh at a supermax sure and you know ben affleck and j-lo maybe just an easy federal state prison yeah yeah well and then it it is important to note that martin breast the director writer director who um, should be banished from society pretty much was the thing is this is his last movie he's an older guy but like after this movie absolutely took his career out back and shot it in the (laughs) head and fucking like buried it in the backyard like this movie absolutely killed his career um a guy who had a great like 80s run made some good movies um he was like a buddy cop maybe not buddy cop guy but like a buddy like crime action guy like i mean he did fucking uh yeah i mean beverly hills cop everybody says midnight run is great um i always hear that i need to watch that at some point uh but yeah this movie is the most misguided uh Hmm. under executed uh hmm. like travesty that i don't know man that i can think of like it was like it was like he was um imagine imagine dragons <laughs> imagine uh the director was at a shooting range and Ooh, the okay. the target uh you know bullseye's a masterpiece right 
and he's shooting oh. at it. And the gun just just fails and shoots himself in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and he's put on life support, but then he dies a week later. Yeah. Um, Essentially what happened here. Yeah, man. Uh, it is so fucking misguided. Like he loaded those chambers with, with, uh, with J-Lo, Affleck, Ben Affleck. Our boy Bartha. Bartha. Jet, incorrect interpretation of gender roles. Yep. Uh, incorrect, incorrect interpretation of men, uh, mental mental health. illness, uh, a misguided mm-hmm. casting for mm-hmm. a character such as that, uh, contrivance in plots, useless scenes, bad frame. How many bullets are in this magazine? Must be a lot, t- <laughs> a, yeah, lot, a, lot a lot of, a lot bullet- of elements in this. It might uh, as bullet. well have been just dynamite, and he was going to try to throw it at the. <laughs> The at the target and, and it, it exploded in his hand and, and killed him and he's dead um y'all don't you know just don't watch geely I, I i hope that you just listen to this unless you're a masochist yeah if you're a masochist it's like i the thing is we've talked about bad movies yeah we've talked about super mario bros which in hindsight is an incredible film oh oh Oh, it's so interesting that yeah. movie. It's like yeah, the thing movie. is, there were some moments of this movie that were like were fun funny. to watch with you. Yeah. You're drinking some some brewskis and yeah. you know laughing at how bad it was, mm-hmm. but nowhere near the same level of a Spy Kids four or a yeah. even an unaccompanied minor. You know, for Christ's I, I sake. will say though, yeah, it's like God. This is gonna sound so terrible. How do I say this without? I think being, I know what you're. Yeah. Just it's like everyone should it's like watching a horrible event in history. Okay. Like, you know, maybe nine eleven. Okay. For exa- just an example. You should just see it to know how bad it was. Ah uh, and yeah. every f- anyone who's into movies should watch Geely. For reasons yeah. knowing uh, why, how this is bad, you yeah. know, like how, how to not make a movie like the room is yeah. usually the, the go to, but at least that one's entertaining to watch. This movie is sure. just like, you feel just offended every, all, all the time. Yeah. But you need, I, I think it's, this movie ought to be watched by everyone to know People, people what not that to do are, yeah you know that, I mean? that, that is actually that is a i think really good thing to bring up because we mm. you and i talk about how i i, I often like self-criticize myself that's mm. a good elegant way to put that so uh, i self-criticize myself. myself yeah um <laughs> because i i i don't think i watch enough bad movies because yeah. i think that watching a movie that is done poorly can be really educational and yeah, can be very. really enlightening on uh, on what good movies are doing right. Yeah, you know? it, it and heightens everything else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, like, just look at how we're talking about fucking Spy Kids 4 yeah. and Super Mario. Like, those movies feel like fucking masterpieces now mm. because we've we've been at the bottom here. We've mm-hmm. been slumming it watching Geely. And it's, it's, it, I think, is very educational and very um, mm. good to do that, to watch... Uh, a piece of shit from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just make sure that, yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. Just make sure if you're going to watch this, that everything's going right in your like life. You're, 
You got that job you wanted. You got you got Oof. your significant other loves you. Yeah. You you're not on you're not on antidepressants. And for <laughs> fuck's sake, don't watch it alone. Do not watch this holy alone. Holy shit, you would lose your mind and want yeah. to kill yourself. I'm yeah. sorry. Um Yeah. So Geely, grade A pile of shit. Um <laughs> but educational. Uh maybe Check it out if you want to get into making film, short films. If mm. if if you consider yourself like a movie buff, I'd say yeah. it's an educational watch. Exactly. Because it didn't for for me, Geely, like I meant to bring this up earlier, but like mm. uh Geely came out in two thousand three, and that was a time when I was like really getting into following movie news and stuff. Yeah. And I was at the time, I was like a big like I was a fan of Ben Affleck. I liked him as an actor and stuff. Um, and yeah, and then this movie came out. And even as a fucking kid, as like a thirteen, fourteen year old, I was like, "Oh, Geely apparently is like the worst movie ever made." Yeah, yeah. And so same, there's yeah. been like half of my life of just like hyping Geely up as this terrible. <laughs> pile of shit and it didn't let the hype down this was so amazing it's kind of insane like it didn't let me down in terms of like expecting a real piece of shit well it's It's rough it's kind of like it's kind of like when everyone hypes up 2001 in space odyssey and you're like all right but on the other sure the the spectrum sure 2001 is a masterpiece whatever and then you see it and you're like oh yeah this is fantastic geely Is, yeah, on the opposite end. It can't be that bad. Oh, oh it is it that is. bad. It's it's fucking terrible. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that I think it's going to do it, guys, yeah. for this episode. So thanks, thanks again. Uh, retweet Joel for making... Joel, thanks, man. Honestly, I don't even mean that, like, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Like, thanks for... And like we said this to John, too, after picking uh, Mario and Gus, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. picking Spy Kids, like... Th- thanks because it's like it is we a learned. great reminder yeah. of like what we have and what we love uh and how what we love can be contorted mm-hmm. and uh and played with and, fucked around with yeah. and destroyed um yeah and uh i hope it was entertaining to listen to us yeah kind of uh trash this movie or mm. work through complicated feelings I don't think they were complicated. I mean, this movie's a piece of shit, and we both... Uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing, yeah. <laughs> nothing... Nothing complicated about that at all. That um, at all. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks, Joel. Uh, congrats again on winning Dealer's Choice. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for, for listening. Adam, you got any pluggerinos, anything going on? Um, I just... Re- uh, if you're following Revenge of the Sequel, I was on one of their recent podcasts. Actually, a bunch of their episodes. There. It's like it's all Adam. It's over Adam, there right baby. Now. It's yeah. fucking Adam. Corner. I might as well be the third John Wick host. Two uh, director showdown, showdown bonus app crossover and app. John Wick three. three. Hell yes. yeah! Check out John Wick three because that's a way better movie than that. God, oh, boy, yeah. yeah, that movie fucking rules. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely check out the. Uh, mm. I'm gonna say countdown to infinity. Not not really anymore. I think I think they're pivoting into the um, Revenge of the Sequel. Revenge of the Sequel. Uh, check out all the other Sticker Fridge shows. Mm. Uh, keep an eye on StickerFridge.com. There's always cool uh, playlists and stuff popping up there. Articles from time to time. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens uh, next week. There will definitely be something. Maybe it'll be 
another uh, podcast, another bonus episode. Maybe it'll be an announcement. Maybe. Hey, who Maybe. knows? Hey, we'll see. be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, thanks Just for listening. Just stay tuned, and then you'll find out. Hell yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, we love you guys. It's going to be Jiggly we'll... too. Geely 2. Yeah, just our pitch episode yeah, about pitch. what happened in Geely 2. <laughs> okay. um, they all go to fucking jail. That's what happens. That would be cathartic. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. I cannot lie.